I almost didn't make this episode because I knew it would be met with eye rolls from the title alone. After all, I think any Gen Zer or Millennial has had to grow up seeing their parents watch unbelievably cringeworthy Today Show segments about what are memes? What are the kids talking about? And they always miss the mark. I completely get it. This episode is an examination of that exact disconnection and why it matters more than ever. That's because for Gen Zers and Millennials, memes are acting as one of the most important forms of expression and communication. Companies now realizing that memes act as an essential way of staying connected with the younger demographic are trying to find ways to involve themselves and capitalize off of these trends. But how can this be properly done? Can it at all? All of this and more will be explored today on Tube Circuit. I'm Dylan Harari. In 2014, the frozen pizza company DiGiorno's decided that they needed to jump on the meme bandwagon. It's the 2010s after all, and in order to be a brand that grocery shoppers choose amidst all of their frozen pizza options, you have to show that you understand your consumer. So, in the midst of their efforts to join in on the zany internet memes, maybe some snarky tweets, all in the name of, hey guys, we're relatable, they decided to join in on the conversation relating to Twitter trending topics. When hashtag why I stayed was a trending topic on Twitter, DiGiorno's decided to join in on the discussion by tweeting hashtag why I stayed, he had pizza. What they failed to realize was that hashtag why I stayed was a conversation about domestic abuse and the controlling and manipulative tactics that abusive boyfriends utilize in order to prevent their girlfriends from walking away. As expected, DiGiorno's tweet was met with a wave of fierce backlash, and the company issued many lengthy apologies. Well, this story is from 2014, which may as well be the dinosaur era in internet years, it speaks to the often misguided efforts by brands to join conversations on the internet. We're seeing this now more than ever, with the majority of notable brands having a social media presence. But now it's more than just joining in on Twitter trending topics. In 2020, we're now seeing these brands feel obligated to partake in the memes that are being spread by the youth. How did we get to this point, where brands are trying to humanize themselves with the hope of appearing as a relatable friend as opposed to a standard company? Over the years, there have been countless examples of brands trying and failing to connect with consumers over memes. But there are many examples of brands successfully utilizing memes. Whether a brand's PR team is using this strategy in order to make a meme presence for themselves, or if they're just trying to get a better understanding of memes, there's clearly a desperation for companies to be better connected with the memeverse. Why? Well, let's first dive into the background of memes and why they carry so much power for the Gen Z and millennial demographics. Even though we associate meme now with social media, the term meme was actually coined in Richard Dawkins' 1976 book, The Selfish Gene. 
Though his exact definition is unclear, many interpret Richard Dawkins' use of the word meme as the concept of spreading communication stemming from a specific culture. Of course, this is why memes are so relevant in this era. Communication and the spreading of ideas, beliefs, theories, exists now to a degree that was probably unfathomable in 1976. We're at the pinnacle of meme accessibility and distribution. And while Dawkins' original definition of memes was always thought to be somewhat unclear, how we define memes in 2020 is equally ambiguous. The best and most relevant interpretation would probably be as follows. This is subjective. A meme is a concept or joke that not only spreads across the internet, but is also manipulated and altered in order to further its meaning. For example, I wouldn't define the viral video of the BBC reporter commentating from his home when his two children walk into the background as a meme. It was spread across the internet absolutely unavoidably for months. However, that video reached its staggering impression count without really being manipulated or altered in any way. But if that video, or maybe screen grabs of the kids in the background, had spread in a way that allowed for them to be used as examples of reactions to relatable situations, then it's a meme. It has to take on a life of its own, often disconnected from its origin, in order to be a meme instead of just a viral video. In the early 2010s, memes were really a language of those who were using the computer far too often. As a nerdy kid who spent too much time on the computer, this is the camp that I fell into in early high school. But as the years moved on, memes became the perfect form of jokes for adolescents and adults in their early 20s. Now, memes are just synonymous with jokes. If you're Gen Z or a millennial saying, I don't indulge in memes, that's like saying, I don't enjoy jokes. That's because the straight-to-the-punchline structure of memes fits perfectly into social media. Whether it's Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter, all of these platforms are tailored for quick, easily digestible content. These social media jokes inevitably become templatized and spread to represent an array of different relatable reactions and situations. They naturally become a meme. People don't have time for jokes that require context and a long lead-up. While they're scrolling these platforms for instant gratification, users want all content to be able to be comprehended in mere seconds. And how memes exist on social media speaks to the reach that this form of jokes and communications have with all facets of Gen Z and Millennials. On Instagram and Twitter, meme accounts aren't popular only with a particular subset of people like introverts or extroverts. Really, it's Gen Z and Millennials across all jobs and personality types indulging in memes across social media. Of course, those memes can speak to a specific niche, but nonetheless, the concept of memes are being spread all across the internet. This has allowed social media accounts that are devoted to memes to become wildly lucrative. Accounts such as Fuck Jerry, My Therapist Says, The Fat Jew, are all reportedly charging anywhere from $15,000 to $30,000 for a sponsored post. 
each one of these accounts holds millions of followers who, again, don't come from a specific line of work or personality type. Rather, the commonality that these followers hold is that they're in the Gen Z to millennial age demographic. If that doesn't speak to why brands are trying to better understand memes, nothing will. So of course, many top brands from HBO to Burger King to Comedy Central, Uber, enlist these popular meme pages in order to garner millions of impressions from these demographics. To speak to what memes can really bring to companies, the best case study is by looking at the Netflix original movie Bird Box. The movie was a subpar, at best, thriller film. Its mediocrity is on full display on Rotten Tomatoes, where it holds 63%. Though even with this movie being seen as a mediocre, mildly amusing, at best, thriller, 45 million people streamed the film during its first week, making it Netflix's most successful launch. Now, was it Netflix promotions that caused this? Was it them displaying the movie as the first title you see when you log in? Of course not. That's what they do with any original title. It won't lead to record-breaking stream numbers. What catapulted Bird Box to these numbers is that it became a truly unavoidable meme on social media. With a key component to the storyline being that you can't look outside without shielding your eyes with a mask, people were able to take these screen grabs from the film and turn them into relatable memes. An example would be, Friend, I know you saw my text, which is accompanied by a photo of the protagonist with a blindfold on that says, Me. Variations of this meme became so widespread across social media that new forms of the meme started to emerge that revolved around the need to see the Bird Box movie in order to understand these unavoidable memes. Many accused Netflix actually of masterminding a brilliant and covert meme operation, which they denied. In any case, it shows the value of a brand or a company's property in becoming a meme, it grants it massive, natural exposure in overall reach that is truly difficult to attain. The success, accidental or otherwise, of Netflix Bird Box becoming a meme should help explain why brands devote a lot of their marketing efforts to involving themselves with meme culture. It can allow for a company to be all across social media in a way that's invited by the demographics that they're trying to hit. It is not as abrasive as paying for an intrusive ad on Instagram. Wendy's won the accolades of being Fast Company's number one most innovative company in 2019 in the social media category. They accomplished this by successfully embracing memes. The team behind Wendy's social media, with an emphasis on Twitter, realized that if they could allow the freckle-faced, red-headed Wendy's girl to be perceived as the sassy best friend that Gen Z and millennials love, that would help them curry copious amounts of adoration with these demographics. So in addition to roasting users who would throw accusations about the company their way, they also garnered a lot of love for their ruthless jabs at their competitors. This included a response to a tweet that says, how much does a Big Mac cost? With Wendy's writing, your dignity. 
but they also knew when and how to capitalize off of certain memes. This meant reposting memes to their Twitter page that were truly relatable and clearly made by a team that understood the meme. But it also meant capitalizing on what would become a meme. When Twitter user Carl Wilkerson wrote to Wendy's saying, how many retweets for a year of free chicken nuggets? The official Wendy's account responded with 18 million. While the tweet did not reach 18 million retweets, it did hit a staggering 3.3 million retweets, which started the movement hashtag Nugs for Carter. Their effort to stay well connected with this age demographic allowed for their simple Twitter response to become a meme. Staying with the fast food social media strategy, KFC also knew that they could set themselves up to naturally birth a meme. Their social media team, which came from ad agency Wyden and Kennedy, only followed 11 people, five of the Spice Girls, and six men named Herb. When a Twitter user noticed that they have done this as a subtle nod to their 11 herbs and spices motto, the realization tweet was liked 652,000 times. In exchange for noticing this subtle joke, KFC sent this ordinary Joe who realized this a painting of him receiving a piggyback ride from Colonel Sanders. This only furthered the meme. But Wendy's and KFC are not indicative of what you see with most companies on social media especially when they make an attempt to partake in memes. Brands realizing that memes are the best way to stay connected with millennials and Gen Z is only a small portion of the recipe, and frankly, it's the easiest part. The much more arduous task is executing this in a way that is met with a like and a share as opposed to an eye roll, and the latter is what's elicited in the overwhelming majority of cases in which brands try to jump on the meme bandwagon. If there's one thing that Gen Z and millennials have grown proficient at, it is smelling internet bullshit from a mile away. There's a reason that credit card scams are aimed at Yahoo and Hotmail email accounts, not Instagram DMs. In the majority of polls surrounding the digital habits of Gen Z and millennials, they rank authenticity as one of their most appreciated traits. This means that whenever a brand shows up on an Instagram feed with a meme, it is being met with heavy skepticism from the get-go. This is why the execution is absolutely crucial. If the goal is to stay connected with the esoteric language that the younger demographics use, a brand is only shooting themselves in the foot if they incorrectly leverage memes for their digital marketing efforts. While the DiGiorno's hashtag why I stayed attempted Twitter meme is probably the most egregious example of a brand completely missing the mark in the pursuit of connecting with youth, there are dozens of examples of companies who've tried and failed with memes. Sometimes they're simply cringeworthy and feel like a stepdad trying desperately to bond with their teenage stepchild. This would include an angry Arthur meme that circulated social media a few years ago with Ruffles using the photo with the caption, when your roommate eats all of your Ruffles. You almost have to laugh at how abysmally that fails to show relatability. 
But thankfully for the Ruffles social media team, the embarrassment doesn't fall squarely on them. This example actually speaks to how most brands try and fail to execute a proper meme. And what they're really only accomplishing is a greater belief from the target demographic that they are a disconnected brand. Now, brands are starting to realize that you're not going to create an authentic meme connection with consumers if you're a 42-year-old advertising exec. You need to truly know the language of the memes in order to properly execute a meme-focused social media campaign. That's why Bud Light is currently looking for a chief meme officer, a CMO, if you will, to help promote their hard seltzers over social media. The job listing says that the role requires you to make at least 10 fire Bud Light seltzer memes per week. This is an example of a company that deserves credit in two ways. One, for realizing that their in-house advertising team probably won't know how to speak the meme language fluently enough to get the impressions that they want. And two, realizing that merely putting this up as a job posting will become a meme in of itself. But last week, we actually saw the most monumental move by a corporation in order to capitalize off of memes. A move that speaks to how companies are starting to hold memes in incredibly high esteem. Warner Music Group acquired IMGN, the digital media company that specializes in meme accounts, for a reported $85 million. This acquisition includes wildly popular meme Instagram accounts like Daquan and Sarcasm Therapy. IMGN receives 3 billion views per month, coming from 85% Gen Z and Millennials. This acquisition by Warner Music Group actually came after both Snapchat and TikTok were also looking into acquiring the company. Why, you may ask? Well, when explaining the rationale for this acquisition, Warner Music Group stated that the purchase would grant them, quote, insight into social media trends. That is the most important sentence of this entire podcast. IMGN's content may receive 3 billion impressions per month, but the acquisition was not about the impression count as much as it is that this 3 billion is mostly Gen Z and Millennials. Warner Music Group realized that, as absurd as this may sound, memes hold the key to understanding Millennials and Gen Z in a way that no number of focus groups ever could. It will grant them unique knowledge. That's because in the past few years, memes have transcended their category of 21st century jokes and now act as a powerfully spread form of expression. Memes satirize culture and act as the greatest indicator for the sentiment people feel about a certain topic or brand or cultural phenomenon. Companies are now fully aware that memes are the way to connect with Gen Z and Millennials. The issue is that memes are notoriously esoteric. They're very hard for an outsider to fully understand. Brands are realizing that memes act as an essential form of communication for the younger demographics. Therefore, they must partake. They can't bow out of being a part of this conversation. But the simplicity of memes to a demographic that is notoriously cynical and skeptical of companies makes it one of the most high-risk, high-reward games 
that advertisers have ever had to play. In the early 2000s, and I'm just making this up, if McDonald's used the word radical to describe their french fries in a TV commercial, even though it's an outdated adjective, it would be mildly cringeworthy for the kid who's watching said commercial. But now, when a brand attempts to partake in kids' language of memes and fails, there is a massive spotlight cast on that brand. In any case, brands are still making efforts to immerse their company in the meme conversations. It's necessary. But what Warner Music is now doing speaks to an elevated level of understanding what memes really provide to companies. It's more than a joke on the internet. It's the entirety of the conversation. Analyzing the data seen through memes can allow you to see firsthand where digital trends are heading. This speaks to a turning point for the future of brands utilizing memes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tube Circuit, Exploring Digital Media.